As much as outdoors men and women love hunting, one of the challenges can be venturing into a new area or unit and not having the same familiarity and knowledge to navigate in order to set yourself up for a successful hunt. Well, Colorado Parks and Wildlife is now offering a new resource to help you become more familiar with the ins and outs of an unfamiliar GMU. And you'll be getting the information and insights directly from the folks that know the units best, the wildlife officers. Joining us today on Colorado Outdoors is Jason Deach to talk about a great new resource for hunters from CPW. You're listening to Colorado Outdoors, the podcast for Colorado Parks and Wildlife. I'm your host, Mark Johnson. The podcast is powered by Great Outdoors Colorado. GOCO invests a portion of Colorado lottery proceeds to help preserve and enhance the state's parks, trails, wildlife, rivers, and open spaces. Its independent board awards competitive grants to local governments and land trusts and makes investments through Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Created when voters approved a constitutional amendment back in 1992, GOCO has committed more than $1.2 billion in lottery proceeds to more than 5,200 projects in all 64 counties without any tax dollar support. Joining us today on Colorado Outdoors is Jason Deach. Prior to becoming the Area 2 Wildlife Manager, he was our statewide hunter outreach coordinator. Jason, welcome to Colorado Outdoors. I think the idea we're talking about today is fascinating and very valuable for hunters and outdoors men and women when hunting season rolls around. That's getting the information straight from the wildlife officers about their respective units. Right off the top, before we kind of delve too deep into it, kind of tell us where this idea came from. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, it, it, uh, I was trying to think of ways that we could have more interaction with our customers and kind of increase their knowledge, um, whether they were thinking about applying for a new area or ideas on where to start their scouting. And it's sometimes hard to get a hold of, of our, our game wardens or our district wildlife managers. Um, they're, they're field-focused. They're field-oriented. And so, um, but I, I can tell you that over the years, when I'm interacting with hunters, in the field, they always have said how um, how responsive we are, uh, how much they appreciate talking to us in the field and, and the information that they glean from us um, when they are able to, to find us. And that, with that said, um, some of these folks hunt in many in many states, and they say, "Man, Colorado does such a great job." You know, we actually see you guys out in the field, and uh, and it's really fun to be able to interact with with uh, with you. And so, I thought, why not? try to um, get some of this information that these officers have and, and get it into a more available content online so that people wouldn't have to try to track them down or hope that they run into them in the field or hope that they get back to them in a timely manner because sometimes questions run up against the deadline um, and, and officers aren't able to get back to them in a timely fashion. So, um, you know, it was a hope to increase that relevancy with the agency, you know, folks knowing Colorado Parks and Wildlife and what we do, um, but also hope uh, also to try to increase 
knowledge for different areas and increase success. You know, the district wildlife managers, they love to check animals. They love hunters uh, having success in the field. We like to see um, filled tags just as much as the hunters do. So um, it was a way to try to make the information more readily available to folks. Well, Jason, this is really a great resource that CPW is kind of offering to hunters. Is there anybody else in the other wildlife agency around the country doing this kind of thing? As far as I know, we are the first. And that was a big push, too. You know, in the hunter outreach side of things, when I was in that role, and I still, of course, am very passionate about hunter outreach and, um, and what we can do to kind of push ourselves, push the agency to try new things, think outside the box, and try to get that authentic content to the public, to our customers. And, uh, you know, I've, I've gone to several conferences uh, across, um, across the U.S., and, and, you know, this was never something that was really put on the table, but I thought, man, this would just, this would just be another tool in the toolbox for hunters to be able to use or potential hunters to be able to use to try to make decisions on where they want to hunt or where they want to start. Um, their scouting efforts. So, yeah, pretty excited about that um, as far as, again, trying to make our officers, make our agency relevant in a different way that's a little bit more digestible or easily found um, online. Well, these videos are available on YouTube, and they're going to be uh, also available in different uh, social media outlets as the time goes on here, so be on the lookout for that. Give us an idea the the kind of information we'd be talking about. Well, when one of the wildlife officers sits down on camera and starts talking about their unit, what, what kind of things are they sharing with the public? Yeah, I went about it a little bit different. You know, I'm not I'm not a media professional, but I know all these folks. Um, I've worked with them. I've trained with them. They feel um, I like to think they feel comfortable around me and. So I thought, um, boy, this is a kind of a big project getting all these videos together. But I think that I, I can get them to, um, to kind of give me that content that's germane to their district. So I didn't come in with a, a set, you know, rules, if you will, as far as question one, question two, question three. Um, I wanted to make it really uh, kind of like uh, intimate to their district so and their district boundaries. So what that meant was... Um, you know, I did give them, I just gave them the sideboards of, you know, you've, you've gotten thousands of calls from folks over the years. And I want you to think about those types of questions that you've gotten and, and, and try to boil it down, 30,000-foot view, to answer some of those questions for folks um, so that maybe it'll be easier, maybe it'll mean less, less uh, you know, waiting on the phone uh, you know, with a customer service representative or, or waiting for an email back. Think about those questions. And, and what, it, what it ended up being was a lot of questions about access, you know, like the big access points, um, you know, not exactly where to go to, to find a deer or elk, um, but, but, but that information that if you were coming from out of state or a different part of Colorado and you weren't exactly sure where to start or you weren't um, – you weren't honed in on some of the local issues that that officer has to deal with. Uh, a lot of maybe it's, maybe it's trespass issues. Maybe there's problems with a couple access points or, or knowing boundaries uh, as far as private and public land. Um, and then also tying that in with seasonal movements of animals, that was a big one as far as, you know, what does it mean um, for archery season 
what does access mean versus, and, and where are those animals going to be at? Um, and then as they migrate, you know, what are those general migration patterns? How are they moving across the landscape so that I know that even though those animals might might not be there, um, you know, in, in third season because of the snow, um, where, you know, where can I expect them to be um, if I'm trying to plan a hunt and I've never hunted third season, I've only archery hunted in that unit, but now I'm trying a different approach, you know, for the, for the upcoming season. So access and seasonal movements and then any other things that are, that are, um, that are specific to that district that maybe folks wouldn't know if they were coming from somewhere else. So it could be gate closures. Um, it could be um, uh, road conditions as far as, you know, can I pull a, a fifth-wheel trailer down this road, or is that just a silly idea? You know, a lot of folks, they might not have the, the time or resources to um, plan that ahead, or they can't tell from looking at Google Earth, you know, what that might look like. So um, it's just to, just to get that, that officer's knowledge, someone who probably knows probably knows not only the roads and the trails, but everything in between as far as that landscape goes. You know, they pride themselves on knowing that area better than anyone else. So, um, you know, we might, as well, um, we might as well use that to our benefit and help our public to become more knowledgeable about the area so they can make a more informed decision about where to hunt and, and, um, and uh, where to look for those critters. You know, Jason, I think it's also important to point out that this is a great resource, but it's it's no forecast nor guarantee of having success out in the field, right? I mean, this is just to help you with your hunt, but it's important to keep that in mind as well. You you guys aren't pinpointing any uh, you know any deer or elk out there for the hunters. That's exactly right, Mark. It, it it's not meant to be a hunting forecast or a, you know a digest. It's it's meant to be another tool in the toolbox to help to help hunters um, make a make a decision. And then get going after it, and and um, and yeah, we're really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really fun tool, and you know we have a lot of videos um, to to look at, and um, you know it puts it puts faces with names in it, and it um, you know helps connect. I think our customers with our district wildlife managers, and um, in, a, in an easier in an easier fashion, and. And again, just more of a outside the box deal, but but it, but yeah, it's not meant to be a forecast. In fact, um, you know, I wanted it to be as green as possible, meaning something that'll stand the test of time, um, because uh, because of how it was presented. You know, I, th- I would suppose as well that the impetus behind this, to some degree, would be the fact that yes, we want hunters to be successful, but you want them to have an enjoyable experience and have a safe experience when they go out. And the way to do that is make sure they're fully knowledgeable about the area they're they're heading out to. Correct? That's correct. Yeah, we want them to understand what they're getting themselves into. Um, some areas, you know, have lots of roads are, are readily available for four wheel drive vehicles and ATVs. And in some areas are not. Some areas, uh, some areas have a lot of private. And if you don't have permission to be hunting on private, um, boy, then you better be really threading the needle here or there or, or looking for a different place to go. Um, and then some areas are really rugged and um, really require, you know, peak physical fitness. And, um, and that is the expectation going into it. And, you know, a lot of I've, I, I've met folks in the field, I've written the citations where people just, you know, they're, they're saying one thing, but they're, they're physically doing another, 
you know, oh, yeah, I'm up for that. And then, you know, a few days later, I'm writing him a, a waste ticket because um, they didn't want to haul out the meat uh, or all of the meat because they were just exhausted. Right. They, they didn't do it. So it's, it's, yeah, it's getting them that knowledge beforehand so that they realize what they're um, getting themselves into again and, and so they can have that, you know, that well-informed um, hunt and, and be safe out there as well. You know, it's not that many uh, weeks ago we went through the application process here in the state of Colorado. As you and I are talking here, it's late April, and so hunting season seems like months away, but preparation should be underway, should it? What, what should people be doing right now to get themselves ready for what they're about to do in the fall when the season opens up? Well, they better be looking at their calendars and and marking some trips to scout. Um, in fact, just yesterday I marked a couple weekends on the calendar just to go and take my family out to go shooting um, and uh, spend some time on the range, um, whether that's, you know, or it could be, maybe if, you're, if it's archery, it could be, you know, signing up for some archery challenges or 3D shoots, um, you know, and, and rifle hunters getting time on the range and using, you know, getting some scenario training in. Um, that's something I don't think we talk much about but in hunter education, but it's something that we should do more of as far as, it's a very different thing to be sitting at a static range um, and, and taking shots from a bench than it is to practice um, practice with an unloaded rifle, you know, belly crawling across the prairie and, and setting up shooting sticks or, or unfolding a bipod and, and then you know, loading a cartridge in and, and, and making a solid shot on an animal that you know, might be 50 yards away, might be... 250 yards away or longer, um, I think that that's super important. Um, and then, of course, that kind of preparation also helps with um, um, your your uh, mental fortitude as far as, uh, you know, getting yourself in that mindset of what it takes um, and, and practicing. And then they should be uh, working on their physical fitness as well. So Colorado is it's different. It's different than in other states. Um, so our folks that are coming from out of state, uh, I can't stress enough. And I've had, I've seen the full spectrum of folks that get out here. Maybe they're with a guide and or outfitter, and, and you know they spend a lot of money on a hunt, and they end up just sitting in camp because they just physically weren't prepared. And then, like I mentioned earlier, I've also had cases, uh, multiple cases, where um, people, people. Uh, um, not do their due diligence to keep that meat clean, um, you know, dragging it, uh, dragging, you know, meat improperly as far as, you know, not putting it in game bags or, you know, like work on that knowledge base too. You know, if, you, if you're new to hunting in the West, um, there's plenty of information out there um, regarding, you know, how, how to quarter up animals or hang, you know, skin and hang quarters. And, you know, so, so all that falls into the preparation um, because boy, there's nothing worse than having a you know several hundred pound animal on the ground and not knowing what to do next. So um, digest some of the, the videos or, or um, you know text that we have out there um, so that you're prepared to know what to do to get that animal out. Well, when you look at the application numbers, Jason, and I mentioned we just a few weeks ago went through the application process. 
it, it really seems to be exploding. I mean, the, the, the needle is certainly pointed to the north. I mean, in, two, in 2020, there were nearly 650,000 applications here in Colorado. In 2021, nearly 724,000 applications. Those are some huge numbers. Maybe talk about what that process means and what those numbers mean to CPW. Yeah, there is a lot to unpack there. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, these, are, these are people that are um, ready to hit the trail and, and um, you know, hunt their game of choice. But um, it, it says a lot also that um, people, people enjoy being outside and, and they're looking for these types of experiences and they're looking for that, you know, healthy, uh, free-range meat. Uh, so, yeah, that's exciting news for, for me. It's exciting news for the agency. Um, it, but we also definitely need to remember that even if we're getting record-breaking numbers of applications, that we still have a very precise scientific approach to how we, um, how we generate licenses as far as um, just because there's an increase in applicants doesn't mean that we'll have more licenses out there because we have a very scientific approach to how we um, how we decide how many licenses go into each hunt code. So that means that essentially every year we take a look at our trends, we take a look at our data analysis units, essentially that population of animals, for, for every species that's, that's hunted in Colorado. And we look at, are we at objective? Are we above, below objective? And then how are we going to manipulate those numbers um, so that we can get to objective or stay at objective? So um, how do we do that? Or as far as how do we know how many animals are on the ground? Well, it's a combination of working with the wildlife officer and the terrestrial biologist and... Um, and the public, but we're, we're looking at, um, at those numbers. You know, we, we fly a lot of different um, uh, populations every year, and as money allows, and that helps us as well, um, because then we can look at, you know, our, our, our ratios, you know, how many, how many um, calves to cows, how many um, uh, cows to bulls, you know, what are these ratios? We can, we can kind of tease that out and find out, and we do the same with deer, um, and we look at reports from species like bighorn sheep and moose um, and mountain goats. We look at um, some additional information that's provided by the hunters, and so that really helps us to decide um, you know, what, what we need to do in order to drive that population in a certain direction. So we make sure that in Colorado we have nice, healthy, robust populations. We don't want a population that's going to be starving to death um, because they're, they're overrunning. We don't want, you know, to have a ton of conflict with, with our ranching community in Colorado or uh, with, with motorists and collisions on vehicles uh, where there's huge pinch points and, and big herds. Uh, we want to try to work through that. And, and you know, hunting is our, our best tool uh, in Colorado for managing uh, for managing these wildlife populations. So, yeah, it's a very precise process. We, we, we try to, we always, it's an adaptive approach. So we're always looking to make it better and better. Um, and we are definitely excited that there's such great interest in folks wanting to get outdoors and, and, uh, and hunt in Colorado. It's great news for us, and uh, we'll keep doing our best to make sure that we have, you know, populations that are um, 
that, that folks can come out every year, hunters can come out every year and hunt as far as um, those unlimited licenses um, or over-the-counter. And then we also have different parts of the state that are more specific to, um, to having a really quality hunt, uh, but it might, meaning you, meaning you might have an increase, increased chance of harvest or increased chance of seeing more animals or increased chance of seeing less hunters on the field or on the, uh, in the field. But, um, you know, we, we have all different types of hunts in Colorado when we're talking big game. And, of course, you know, you add into that the additional small game hunting opportunities, which I always love to take advantage of that um, as far as you know, different opportunities across the state um, for different species then you can really pack a lot into an adventure in Colorado as it pertains to hunting. Well, I think this video series is really going to be invaluable for outdoorsmen and women as they get ready for the fall hunt. Uh, and again, you will be able to find them on YouTube, keep your eyes open, and various social media outlets as well for CPW. Beyond that, though, Jason, what are some other resources that CPW has for hunters that they might be able to utilize ahead of the fall season? Well, I'd encourage folks to check out our content um, at uh, on Instagram, the Hunting in Colorado Instagram page, I think is fantastic, um, and it's a really easy, again, just easy way to digest little snippets of information about hunting in Colorado. And I think that Colorado, Colorado again has done a really fantastic job of looking for kind of outside the box resources for uh, for our customers, and, and that's a great resource that will. Um, that most people have access to uh, as far as from their smartphones, uh, and they can, from that, we, we push a lot of seminars and clinics and webinars um, these days um, through that Instagram page. Um, they can also just go to our, our um, website, Colorado Parks and Wildlife website, and um, search, use the search bar and, and search for videos or search the uh, the Hunter Outreach page for more content. And um, and then, yeah, beyond that, boy, um, you know, grab some new um, cookbooks and, and start trying out some new recipes or getting excited about, um, you know, the fall and, and what we have to offer um, because, um, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty fortunate in Colorado and um, uh, we might as well take it, take advantage of, of spending some time outside and, you know, and again, doing the doing the preparation. Make sure if you haven't picked up already um, the the big game brochure. Make sure that you've um, picked it up and that you've read through it every year. It's frustrating um, because there's there's people that have hunted in Colorado for a very long time, and they think they know all the laws, rules, regs, and you know those change. There's things that change every year. So look in the front of that big game brochure and look at those changes and make sure that you're up to date and make sure that if you have questions, you know, write them down, call one of our offices uh, well before the season starts and make sure that you have all the information you need as far as in that clarity that you need um, so that you feel um, safe and comfortable out there um, when you head to the field. Well, there's no doubt it's uh, never too early to start getting ready for hunting season. Of course, uh, we're all excited about it, and this video series is going to be a great resource. And as Jason mentions, you can go to the website, cpw.state.co.us, and a lot of information. I mean, reams of information right there. Jason, great stuff. We appreciate you joining us today on Colorado Outdoors. Thanks, Mark.
Great stuff from Unit 2 Wildlife Manager Jason Deach about a new series from Colorado Parks and Wildlife, giving all of us hunters insights and information from all the Colorado GMUs from the folks who know them best, the wildlife managers. Remember, for anything and everything pertaining to Colorado Parks and Wildlife, go to our website at cpw.state.co.us. Thanks for joining us on Colorado Outdoors, powered by Great Outdoors Colorado. I'm your host, Mark Johnson. Until next time, be sure and get out and enjoy the great outdoors in our beautiful state of Colorado. Colorado Parks and Wildlife is a nationally recognized leader in conservation, outdoor recreation, and wildlife management. The agency manages 42 state parks, 960-plus species of wildlife in Colorado, more than 350 state wildlife areas, and a host of recreational programs from hunting and fishing to the state's trails program, boat registration, snowmobiles, off-highway vehicles, and more. All of its management is in perpetuity for the enjoyment of Coloradans and its visitors.